from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Yes, it's national news for week commencing October 28, 2018 and bringing you the news this week, the usual group of suspects, Jason, Felix, Bruce and yours truly, Graham VK4BB. Now, quite a few of us did time, so to speak, at 1RTB, Kapuka. Kapuka Satellite Ground Station is now under construction. The construction has begun on the Defence Satellite Ground Station at Kapuka, with the first sod being turned by Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack on the $24 million project. McCormack said the wideband satellite capability project involved the acquisition and sustainment of a new satellite ground station in the east of Australia in implementation of a wideband SATCOM network management system. I quote, I'm pleased to be at Kapuka, the home of the soldier, with representatives from the project's contractors for this groundbreaking activity which will provide flexibility to the Australian Defence Force wideband beyond line of sight communications, he said. This is a wonderful result for the Riverina and Kapuka Army Base to remain a vital cog in Australia's Defence Force network into the future. Once completed in 2021, the ground station will ensure the ADF has an end-to-end communication service consistent with the operational need for network-enabled operations. Keeping on top of interference, Australian Communications and Media Authority. Now, the following was written by Chris Foston, Manager, Communications Infrastructure, ACMA, and was printed in full in Critical Comms. The article cites several cases of interference found in a typical day in the field. A mobile phone carrier had reported to the ACMA that one of its base stations, near Flemington Racecourse, was experiencing interference. An ACMA officer travelled to the area as the information had pointed to a transmitter located in a housing area. The officer scoured the area using a spectrum analyzer, then using his 800 to 900 megahertz directional Yagi antenna to pinpoint the exact location, they found it on the second floor of a townhouse. With the cooperation of the resident, the inspector quickly identified a malfunctioning indoor TV antenna booster as the source of the interference. The inspector explained to the resident why the device couldn't be used and advised on how TV reception in the townhouse could be improved. With the booster out of action, the carrier's mobile network was restored to its normal performance. While ACMA inspectors are travelling around, they normally do have a spectrum analyzer running in the vehicle, and this will pick up any unusual radio communications activity. In the Melbourne suburb of East Brunswick, the analyzer identified interference in the 1920-1930 MHz frequency range used for mobile phone services here in Australia. The inspector used his directional Yagi antenna and spectrum analyzer to determine the direction of the signal. They soon narrowed it down to a first-floor business. After introducing himself and explaining the reason for the visit, the inspector searched for the source of the interference. It came from a wireless VoIP server. The server was part of the business's telecommunications setup and, while other pieces of their phone equipment were appropriately labelled with the relevant compliance mark, this device was not. The device was disconnected, the inspector clearly explaining why the device could not be used in Australia. He also issued a warning notice for the unlicensed operation of a radio communications device. In WIA News, give peace a chance. 
Later in the bulletin, further on the special call signs issued to the WIA by ACMA to commemorate the arrival of peace at the end of World War I. Look out for Victor India 9 peace from Christmas Island. Also VI4 peace, the 3rd and 4th, then again the 8th to the 10th of November. They're locked in. The Operation 8 to 10 will commence at 000 Zulu on the 8th, concluding 2359 Zulu on the 10th of November on all bands. Hello, this is VK5 Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with this week's board comment. The WIA has a new affiliated club, and did I ever get distracted trying to find the pronunciation? The town this club shares its name with, from the Sydney Morning Herald article in 1949, claims the town name to be Walkop, but I'm reliably told by Wikipedia it is pronounced Warhope. Either way, the WIA board would like to welcome the Warhope Amateur Radio Club to the WIA. Applications are open for a club or group to hold the 2020 WIA AGM and convention. It's still over 18 months away, and we have a few people and clubs with experience that can help put on an awesome display. If you're not sure if your idea is what the WIA is looking for, send us what you're thinking and we'll definitely consider it. Applications go to secretary at wia.org.au. And something I saw recently. Does your club do challenges or activities to keep your members engaged? Many of the clubs I've been a member of have set small challenges for their members. You could homebrew a simple transmitter or receiver, chase a fox, or even introduce a new mode of operation to your club. What does your club do to keep members engaged and experimenting? Remember to keep the challenge simple enough for newbies to learn, but complex enough for the older crew to be challenged. And remember to share your challenge so other clubs can adapt your ideas for their own members. And apologies for the audio quality, this is being recorded while on holiday. 73, this is VK5 WTF going clear. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. M Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. The CQ Worldwide DXSSB contest is in full modulation right now. She runs from 000 hours UTC Saturday 27th October to 2359 hours UTC Sunday 28th October. The AWL Condos branch has announced that participants in the 2019 AWL Ready Roundup will be permitted to use the FTA protocol, which is part of the WSJTX software suite. A one-hour practice contest was held Thursday, October 25 on 7.078 kHz. Through the DX window. Citing security concerns, the 4v7R expedition to Haiti that was to take place between the 19th and 29th of October has been cancelled. No other details forthcoming. Australia VI Celebrating this year's World War I Armistice Day Centenary, on air November 3-15 will be VI6 PAX. South African Radio League News report that in South Africa, the special call ZS100WW1 will be active from 1 to 30 November 2018 in remembrance of the South Africans who were involved in the war to end all wars. With more war news, it's to Roger Harrison, BK2ZRH, with news about the special event call signs for the centenary of the armistice that ended World War I. As already advised, the WIA has secured special event call signs for use across all Australian states and territories. These call signs are Victor India Hatch Peace and Victor India Hatch Lima Whiskey Foxtrot. VI Hatch LWF, with the hatch representing the call area numerals 1 through 0. In addition, Victor India 100 piece has also been obtained. 
The call signs will be available for use over the nine days between the 3rd and the 11th of November, now coming up fast. In particular, look out for Victor India 9 Peace from Christmas Island. Clubs, groups and or individuals can apply to use the call signs on a roster basis for periods up to 24 hours over the 3rd to 11th November. To make an application, send an email to trainsafe at silvertrain.com.au with armistice call signs in the subject line. That email address can be retrieved from the text version of the broadcast news and on the WIA website. These call signs and their licence fees are paid for by the WIA and the ACMA has agreed on their use for the nominated period. Don't forget that the ACMA licence conditions apply when using the special event call signs. Applicants must have an advanced licence. Other allied countries that took part in World War I will also have special event amateur call signs on the air to commemorate the centenary of the armistice signing. Indeed, the Italian special event station, India India 3, Bravo Victor Victor, IO3BVV, began operating last week on 24th October and will continue through to the 4th of November. Look out for IO3BVV on 80, 40 and 20 metres, single sideband, CW and digital modes. The United Kingdom special event station, Golf Bravo 100, Alpha Romeo Mike, GB100ARM will be on air over the 1st to the 28th of November. From the United States, look for Whiskey Whiskey 1, Uniform Sierra Alpha, WW1USA, which will be on air over the 3rd and 4th of November. Tango Mike 5, Papa Alpha X-Ray, will be operating from France, active on all bands and modes from today, 28th October, through to 11th of November. South Africa will be on air with Zulu Sierra 100 Whiskey Whiskey India for the month of November. Further details, particularly QSL details and website addresses, can be found on the WIA website. This has been Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Thanks, Roger. Over in Europe, YL100 has been created to celebrate Latvia's 100th birthday. On 18 November 2018, Latvia will celebrate its centenary. Five different call signs will be used between the 1st and the 18th of November with this YL100 prefix. One from each of four Latvia's historical regions and the fifth from the capital city Riga. The call signs are YL100K, YL100L, YL100R, YL100V, YL100Z. These call signs will be operated by multiple radio amateurs from the related regions. Special awards for working while 100 stations on different bands and modes will be issued. Short but sweet, this operational news segment this week must be propagation, or lack thereof. In England for VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Coming soon, the Comet of the Year. Get ready for a very nice Comet.
In two months, Comet 46P slash Wurtinen will sweep past Earth, making one of the ten closest approaches of a comet to our planet during the space age. If forecasters are correct, Comet Wurtinen will become visible to the naked eye for weeks in December 2018. The small but unusually active comet comes closest to Earth just four days after its closest approach to the Sun, and it will be up all night long, making this an exceptional flyby. Visit spaceweather.com for the full story. News from New Zealand, Kilo One Whiskey One. Update on the prohibition of unrestricted two-way radios. In August, we mentioned how in New Zealand their Spectrum Management Agency were creating a prohibition notice for unrestricted two-way radios. This was to limit the availability to the general public for radios that don't meet the radio standards. The prohibition notice came into effect Thursday, 18th of October 2018. The notice will affect the supply of two-way radios like Baofeng, Pofung, Wuxon to the amateur radio market, but not equipment factory locked to the amateur bands. From Africa, Radio Ham prevented from leading Chad. ARRL reports a saga that has reached the diplomatic and foreign ministry level is playing out in Africa's Republic of Chad, involving Norwegian radio amateur Kenneth Opskar, Lima Alpha 7, Gulf India Alpha. He had only operated as Tango Tango 8 Kilo Oscar for about one day before security police shut down his station October 10. He'd logged 2,150 contacts, already uploaded to Club Log, and all antennas except the 160-metre vertical had been installed. At the time, Opscar was optimistic that he'd soon be back on the air after his licence and equipment documentation had been scrutinised by the security police and the foreign ministry, followed by a CW demo. According to information Opscar has been providing on a running basis to DX World, however, he's now being prevented from leaving the country. ARRL.com has the latest and the full story. From the United Kingdom, the RSGB convention video released. The RSGB have released the presentation given by IARU Region 1 President Don Beatty, Gulf 3 Bravo Juliet, to the RSGB convention in Milton Keynes, October 13. So what has the IARU ever done for us? What the IARU is and what it does is not well known to radio amateurs. In this talk, Don describes what IARU is doing, how the challenges of representing amateur radio globally are changing, and what the world would be like without IARU. He explains the work done on current threats to amateur spectrum allocations, including wireless power transmission, and describes some of the doomsday scenarios if IARU was not successful. Watch RSGB Convention Lecture 2018. So, what has the IARU ever done for us? The link is in the text edition of this, the WIA National News Service. From the United States of America, complex communications test for NASA Observatory. Critical Comms magazine are reporting that engineers have successfully tested critical communication systems in preparation for the launch of NASA's James Webb Space Telescope. When NASA's James Webb Space Telescope, JWST, launches in 2021, it will write a new chapter in cosmic history. This premier space science observatory will seek the first stars and galaxies, explore distant planets around other stars, and solve mysteries of our own solar system. JWST will be controlled from the Mission Operations Centre at the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore, Maryland. 
To prepare for launch, the flight operations team recently conducted two successful communications tests. The first simulated the complex communications amongst numerous entities in the critical period of launch through the first six hours of flight. The second demonstrated that the MOC could successfully communicate with the telescope. The link is in the text edition of this week's news at wia.org.au. The Iridium Satellite Network will deliver critical data, imagery and video for the Ocean Cleanup Project being conducted by the non-profit organisation deploying advanced technologies to rid the world's oceans of plastic. It will clean up ocean plastic debris, starting with what's known as the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. The Ocean Cleanup has chosen Iridium L-band satellite broadband services to support this important mission by creating a system of 600 metre long floating plastic collectors, floating screens or systems that include a 3 metre deep skirt. The Ocean Cleanup project collects plastic pollution through a combination of the wind, waves, natural ocean currents and the floating screen's ability to prevent plastic escaping underneath it or flowing over the top while avoiding ensnaring sea life. Each system is equipped with two Iridium broadband terminals. When the oceans aren't cooperating and several foot waves and powerful winds are causing havoc, the Iridium system will help make sure the ocean cleanup understands the operational status of each floating screen in the fleet. Again, more information in the links at the text edition of this week's news at wia.org.au. News from Mexico. The Federation Mexicana de Radio Experimentadores, Mexico's IARU member society, is asking radio amateurs to avoid 7.060, 7.130 and 14.120 megahertz, where Category 4 Hurricane Willa emergency nets are being operated in Spanish. Willa has been a danger for forecasters as well, An aircraft with the Air Force Reserve's Hurricane Hunters was forced to turn around over concerns for its onboard equipment after a lightning bolt from one of Willa's outer rain bands blasted it, according to the National Hurricane Centre in the USA. Commercial airlines started moving out of Willa's path early in the week. Southwest Airlines cancelled all flights at the International Airport in Puerto Vallarta, a resort city in Jalisco State. American Airlines cancelled its flights in Mazatlan, about 275 miles to the north. Again, the frequencies to avoid 7.060, 7.130 and 14.120 MHz. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. You are listening to VK1WIA and the broadcast of news and information. At 10.30am and 8pm each Sunday, it is carried by the VK3BWI network through VK3RMM Mount Macedon, VK3RML Mount Dandenong and VK3RMU on Mount St. Leonard. Check it out. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. Rewind and daring spies who broadcast from behind enemy lines. An ITV news report in the UK says... Owning just one of them in World War II carried the death penalty. But Ian Kaiser, golf-free Romeo Oscar Oscar, has more than a dozen. Ensuring a piece of secret history is brought out into the open. So what are they? They are, of course, spy radios, used to send messages back to base from behind enemy lines. And decades later, much of the collection is still in use. You can watch this ITV News video at the link in this week's text edition of WIA and the National News Service. 
from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, Amateur Radio, Lunar Satellite, LO94, on Hacker Day. Now, with apologies to Pink Floyd, signals be waiting for you on the dark side of the moon. Said waiting, waiting for you on the dark side of the moon. Al Williams, WD5GNR, writes on Hackaday about the amateur radio spacecraft LO-94, which has been taking pictures from the far side of the moon. The spacecraft was built by students at the Harbin Institute of Technology and launched on May 20, 2018. LO-94 transmits in the 435 to 438 MHz amateur satellite band. Some communications use the WSJT mode, JT4G, but the pictures are sent by slow-scan digital video. The SSDV mode was originally developed by UK radio amateurs for use on high-altitude balloons. Read the article, Hams See Dark Side of the Moon Without Pink Floyd, on Hackaday. Aris joins NASA on the air for a special SSTV event, October 27-29. to 29. Amateur Radio on the International Space Station is planning a very special slow-scan TV event currently scheduled to start this weekend, October 27th, about 1000 UTC, helping to support the event, NASA's Space Communication and Navigation Department. The SCAN department manages NASA's three most important communications networks, the Space Network, Near-Earth Network, Deep Space Network. Just as in past Aris SSTV commemorations, 12 images will be downlinked, but this time with six featuring the SCAN educational activities, while the other six images will commemorate major NASA anniversaries, i.e. when NASA was established, astronauts first landing on the moon, etc. In addition to the fun of receiving these images, participants can qualify for a special endorsement for the NASA on-the-air celebration event. The transmissions are expected to be broadcast at the usual frequency of 145.800 MHz using the PD120 SSTV mode. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Defence Ham Radio Spacecraft Signal Decoded After Bouncing Off Moon Radio Amateur Daniel Estevez EA4GPZ MOHXM reports decoding a JT4G signal from the LO-94 spacecraft that was reflected off the moon. Daniel says JT4G is a digital mode designed for Earth-Moon-Earth microwave communications so it is tolerant to high Doppler spreads. However, the reflections of the transmitter at 435.4 MHz, which contained the JT4G transmissions, were very weak. So, he said, I had not attempted to decode the JT4G moon bounce signal. However, by analysing a recording made on October 19, he was able to decode one of the five JT4G transmissions in the recording. 
the DSLWP amateur radio satellites built by students from the Harvard Institute of Technology was launched to lunar orbit on May 20th, 2018. Worldwide special interest groups, Females in Radio, Alara and WIA Luncheon. Sunday, 14th of October, the president of Alara, Shirley, VK5YL, and the president of WIA, Justin, VK7TW, met and enjoyed lunch together along with many other Alara members and partners. Shirley was in Tasmania for one of her other hobbies, lace-making, and Linda, VK7QP, VK7 Alara coordinator, organised a lunch gathering at the Christmas Hill Raspberry Farm. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, a day of satellite operating from a deck on the RMS Queen Mary docked at Long Beach in Southern California, is slated for December 15th. Operations will be portable, almost like a field day, and should include FM, SSB and possibly packet. Depending on staffing, there may also be HF activity during the satellite operation. All operations from the Queen Mary will be as W6RO, the call sign for the wireless room on the ship operated by the Associated Radio Amateurs of Long Beach. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, www.iota-world.org. Islands on the Air has announced the first of six new IOTA groups. The new groups cover a Swedish Finnish Joint Sovereignty Island and Groups in North America, Asia and Oceania. All new groups have provisional numbers. This means they will need to be confirmed by a 1,000-plus QSO operation that takes place after the 14th of October 2018, as well as meeting the other normal validation requirements. Only after confirmation of the number will credit for past operations be considered. The provisional new groups are Catcher Island EU-192P, Moraine Atoll in the Tuamoto Islands, OC-297P, Puerto Rico Coastal Islands, NA-249P, Yakutat County Group, NA-250P, Bering Sea Coast East Group, AS-205P, and Kuril Sky Islands North, AS-204. Apologies for pronunciation. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Cyclone Sunday promotes community awareness of the cyclone season in VK's northeast. Organised by the Townsville City Council at Strand Park and supported by the Townsville Amateur Radio Club, it blows into town Sunday 4th of November between 3 and 6pm. Are you cyclone ready? Whether you are a new resident to Townsville or have lived there for years, Cyclone Sunday is a must-attend community event. Special Interest Group's Worldwide Flora and Fauna Parks Program. Summerland Amateur Radio Club suggest go for a talk in the park. Into Amateur Radio? International Parks. Why not combine both and activate a national park or nature reserve? VKFF is the Australian chapter of WWFF, the Worldwide Flora and Fauna in Amateur Radio Organisation. 
Their aim is to promote portable amateur radio operation from designated national parks and protected natural areas around the world. Another 14 new WWFF parks in and around Lismore have recently been added to the list. For example, Victoria Park on the Alstonville Plateau is one of the parks. You can drive there on sealed roads and it wouldn't be that hard to rack up the minimum of 10 simplex contacts on 2 metres to qualify as an activation. Just imagine what you could do with a bit of HF gear. This has been Bruce, VK3 FFF. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. Socially speaking, in November 3 in VK3, it's Melbourne's QRP by the Bay and also QRP by the Harbour in VK2. The Amateur Radio New South Wales Radio Homebrew and Experimenters Group will be holding a QRP gathering Saturday the 3rd of November at McElwain Park in Rhodes. The location by the water on the site of the old Phillips Radio Factory. Now start time is 3pm which coincides with the QRP by the Bay and VK3. And if it's raining the group will retire to the Kokoda Cafe in Rhodes Park just about 300 metres south. Look for QRP by the Harbour on Facebook. November 11 in VK5, it's Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. November 17 in VK7, the VK7 Hamfest, Miana Community Centre. And in VK3, November 18, the Rosebud Radio Fest. Now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks for listening and walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.